You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. The Daily Music Business Podcast. The content of this episode of the Daily Music Business Podcast comes from a video on the YouTube channel of Outer Loop Group. Go to outerloop.group backslash YouTube to subscribe. For Outer Loop Coaching's free seven steps to getting signed PDF, please visit outerloopcoaching.com today. Let's dive in. Carl, tell me about upselling off a website. How do you do it? I mean, the cynical answer is, what do we have a lot of? (laughs) That's usually usually the answer. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, what's our, what's our, what's our most attractive mistake that we can put into <laughs> upsell? Um, you know, just each it's again, like I think uh, the, 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 uh, the string of mistakes that you can make in times, like you just have enough successes to outweigh those. And occasionally you just have to get creative and, and, um, you know, I think the merch booth upsell is totally different than the online upsell. I mean, we've had items that we've done upsells for, we've tested it where it's like, Hey, did you know that this existed? Uh, check this out. It's, you know, for you, it's like, we discounted like a dollar, you know, but just like putting it in front of people's faces. And it, it, it's like, because people don't like to click that much. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of, of reminding people something exists. I think at the, I think in a, a live setting, you know, um, for smaller bands, especially, cause I feel like, let's say, you know, hypothetically, most of the people watching this aren't going to be in, you know, bands that are playing 3000 cap venues, wondering what they can do differently. I think there's a certain level of just having, um, you know, two things that go together, you know, the shirt and the koozie, like that's mm-hmm. always, this our shirt and a tote, you know, a shirt and something mm-hmm. to carry the shirt away. And, and you have those kind of things that go together um, and have it round up to be two bills. You know, if that's the best case scenario. Now, granted, you can credit cards. It doesn't really matter. And credit cards are becoming more and more prevalent thanks to Ben's constant pushing of them on everybody. <laughs> but like the, uh, the, the ability to get a square reader and a venue reader is much easier now than it was, you know, say even five years ago. And so, you know, having things that rounded up to 40 or having things that rounded up to, you know, 30, but just don't price your stuff in $2 increments. You know, don't, don't create a lot of change. Don't create a lot of time for the, for the seller. Cause as much as the, the people in the line, like the people that are there, they're going to be fine giving you $30 if the price was going to be 28, you know? And it's just, it's a, it's just not even so much like nobody's retiring off of that $2, but it's a matter of the speed, the ease and the ability to go, Oh, that, you know, I'll take that $20 shirt and get a, you know, a tote, you know, or a $25 shirt and a $5 koozie. Um, and I think that, you know, again, it's just a matter of what makes sense at the time, you know, given the situation, because you can't do a lot of upselling in a venue. sell. you know, they're not going to be there and go like, Hey, you buy this shirt, I'll give you this for five bucks. Like that's not their, that's not their game. Yeah. But uh, I just, this isn't a question. I just want to make sure that everybody watching this knows you must be able to take credit cards at your uh, merch booth. You just have to because I never walk around with cash and I want your stuff. Um, uh, Ian, all right, so we're talk- when we've been talking about the upsell. The next version of the upsell is the bundle, and I had hinted at wanting to ask about album cycles. The billboard rules have changed. 
how are you going to better utilize bundles so that it is either advantageous or just not as bad as it uh, uh, could be <laughs> for your artists uh, after the billboard rule changes? Uh, I Great question. Um, I might uh, piss off a lot of managers when I say this, but you know, for me, the billboard charts don't necessarily matter. We're in the business of creating revenue for our artists and, you know, having a billboard chart number that's slightly higher or slightly lower isn't going to make or break our artist business. So we're focused on, you know, values that, that create, um, you know, bundles that create uh, value, perceived value, excellent products for the fans, great, you know, pieces that all make sense within the, the marketing of the artist scheme because you're trying to create a fan, you know, I mean, creating fans happens in that place. It doesn't necessarily happen if, you know, I see your name in the top 200 of billboard. Um, so in my opinion, I would focus on great value, pricing your products correctly, creating perceived value by, you know, adding details like incredible packaging or, you know, throw-ins, uh, you know, that kind of stuff, I think, really moves the needle more than like, you know, putting a big number up on Billboard, although it is important and record labels really like it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Spencer, what's your perspective on bundles? I mean, you got this thing wrapped up great. Uh, how do you approach what goes into a bundle and how you price it? Yeah, I think that w when we use bundles, it's usually, and Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, we usually do that pretty much only when we're dropping a new record uh, and bundle that with, with the record. But uh, we've seen great, great success with it. And I think that it's all about not overwhelming the customer with too many options for bundles. You know, I, I think that less is more a lot of the time, uh, and especially when it comes to, to that idea with merch, uh, but making sure it's clear that there is a price break if you, if you, buy this bundle, you're going to save money as opposed to buying each one of those items. I think um, some of the cooler items, making those only available in bundles is sometimes that sort of icing on the cake to, to seal the deal for someone buying that bundle. And it, it, it comes down to a lot with consistency, you know, it's something that we haven't touched on too much yet is great artists that you work with. Um, and I think, uh, we're in a position where I don't know how many bands are like us, but we basically only use one artist, pretty much only one guy. Uh, his name's Mike Cortada. And uh, he was strategically chosen because I thought that what he did with bands like A Day to Remember, with bands like Pierce the Veil, you know, he really, I think, um, had a lot to do with building their identity and branding. And, uh, He's our go-to man, and, and sometimes Mike and I will see a design someone else did, and uh, we'll think it's great, but then, you know, bringing it over to Mike, he's got that, that extra, he's got that third eye, you know, where he can, he can see that it's, you know, it's not fashionable, it's flea market. And uh, I think uh, having someone on the team like that um, is, is incredibly valuable and uh, especially when it comes to bundles because they have that eye for what items work together. Um, and also we've got, we've got a great team at uh, Absolute Merch that uh, 
we've really sort of established, established like a checks and balance system with everything. There's, you know, six to seven people that everything goes through when we're deciding uh, about merch drops and bundles and all that stuff. So it's, it's a cool, uh, very open dialogue between our team. Um, and I, I think that for us, at least texting is the best way having those group texts. It's not email where you don't have to go into your email. Cause I find, you know, the way Gmail is set up in the last few years, just is a nightmare to find things, find attachments and stuff. So we have a very open dialogue uh, about that stuff. Awesome. Uh, ben, like uh, we're going to wrap up really soon, but there's been a whole bunch of ideas here. And so I wanted to ask you sort of two questions. One, is there anything that, you know, that we haven't covered that to you screams of a missed opportunity that we definitely need to address? And then uh, sort of second, and it's a, almost a whole nother question. We just had a panel recently about booking and we had promoters and booking agents and everybody talking about how they're bracing for the live experience to change. Is there anything about the live merch experience that you think may change in the wake of lockdown and coronavirus? Um, the, well, first part of that question, I don't, I don't know that there's anything obvious that we, um, you know, that we've missed on this panel in terms of, you know, the, the things, especially for the audience watching, you know, that you just need to be uh, focused on and consistent with and meticulous about. And there's a lot of really good expertise and advice that has been shared here for, you know, any young artists and any artist to, to take away and, and, and apply those, those uh, lessons to, to their career. In terms of live, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're in constant we're in constant uh, communication with all of our merchandise partners, both on the venue on the venue side, the festival side, the uh, merchandise artists um, side, and uh, the best the, the short answer is nobody knows. You know, nobody knows what's what this is going to look like. Nobody knows when this is going to come back to life. Um, but there is a, uh, there's going to have to be, one thing for sure is there's going to have to be some quick and immediate adaptability to the environment, you know? And so what that means is when venues start coming back on, on board, are they trying to implement social distancing? If they are, what does that mean for a merch stand now? You know, um, a lot of the venue operators are talking about going totally cashless. You know, we're not dealing with cash. We don't want to handle cash, uh, you know, for the safety of our fans and for the safety of our staff. We're not dealing with it. How does merch, the merchandise stand become as contactless as possible so that, you know, whether it's Live Nation or AEG or, or you know, the Troubadour, whoever can go to their city officials and say, these are the measures we're putting in place to keep the staff safe and the fans safe. And that's going to have to do with parking. It's going to have to do with concessions. It's going to have to do with the merchandise stand. So we're all learning in real time, adapting in real time. That venue is certainly, you know, feeding information from the different merchandise companies to the venues, the venues to the merchandise companies. Can we come up with kind of a general consensus of how we can play ball? A lot of the venue then operators are, you know, hey, can we consolidate the merchandise line? So you're not coming in with 30 items. You're coming in with whatever the appropriate amount is so that we're moving the lines faster. We're also not counting three times as many t-shirts as we need to count. We're not handling more boxes, you know, every day. So, so Again, nobody knows for sure, but these are the themes and the trends that we're hearing from all of our partners on how do we make it a safer environment for fans and for staff. Um, and 
and at the same time, maybe introduce some new opportunities for contactless payments and, and et cetera. So from a technology perspective, we're certainly looking at this as, you know, how do we, how do we encourage that transaction to go faster? How do we encourage, you know, fans to potentially purchase from their phone and pick it up at a different location? You know, we've done some of that on the festival side, Bottle Rock as an example, where a VIP suite holder can snap a QR code, place their order, and somebody comes bringing their merchandise to them. Are there ways where we can adapt? Not that that's the model that's going to work, but are there ways where we can, you know, adapt some of that technology into these different environments? So, um, it's, uh, and it also depends on timing, you know, when are they actually going to let us come back to work? When can we actually start to have some shows and rock and roll back? Um, but I think that some of those things, everyone's just going to have to, um, uh, you know, uh, absorb information in real time and adapt to whatever the situation may be. Yeah, cashless uh, merch booth finally means that that I think that's going to be something we're we're definitely going to see a big push for is the cashless merch booth. So, Mike, besides Ben's suggestion that you use a T-shirt cannon as your delivery system, <laughs> what else? If, uh, what else uh, do you want to wrap up? Uh, this is for me. I my mind's been blown <laughs> a dozen times. So, thank you guys all. But, Mike, a couple uh, takeaways. Can you wrap us up a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I, I think as we're wrapping up, I mean, so much good advice from all of these guys. You know, um, to me, the real takeaway is how do you, how does somebody out there that's trying to do some of the things that we've talked about build a team like this of people that can influence them, right? You know, at Venue, I can call Ben, but Ben's a busy guy. So I can go to his website where he publishes things about best practices. You know, there's other resources that guys like Carl, you know, go sniff around at the various um, fulfillment places. Um, you know, uh, whatever, Absolute Merch, as Spencer mentioned, Kings Road Merch, our friends at Merch Now, there's Second City, there's tons of other ones. But like, you know, we go to places like rockabilia.com and go to amazon.com and look at where people are, you know, Spencer mentioned Supreme and things like that, but I'm, I'm talking about bringing it a little bit more close to home. Um, and, you know, establish a relationship with people that are in each of these roles. That way, when you're trying to, to you know, make some decisions, um, you can get some, some really strong and valid opinions. I mean, you know, the beautiful thing is, you know, been an exciting time to be a developing artist because as you can hear from an artist like Spencer who's no longer developing you know so many of the tools are still in his hands and that's kind of the beauty is if you're willing to take the advice of guys like this build a team around you and you know do some trial and error and just be persistent um, you know the chances of figuring out a model that works for you um, are are actually pretty uh, they're pretty simple, but require a lot of work to do. Guys, uh, if you don't mind sticking around for another six hours, I got a few more questions. Um, <laughs> the sun I, is set in most people's houses I'm, by now. Yeah, I'm trying to block the, <laughs> the west window. I didn't quite plan that. Yeah, Spencer's getting hammered over there, man. <laughs> <laughs> only, only Ben has sunlight whenever he wants it. Right. Good grand. <laughs> Thank you all very, very much. I really greatly appreciate all of your time and, and sharing your wisdom. Really, really appreciate it and hope we can uh, get a chance to, to uh, uh, spend some more time with you again in the future. So thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Appreciate right, it. Guys, Thank you. Take care. Thanks, guys.
Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.